Hi, and welcome to episode seven of Real Talk with Realtron. Today we're back with Alex Polarski, founder and president yeah. of Remax Realtron, and Cam Forbes, Realtron GM. So gentlemen, it's been a while, it's been a few months since we've done one of these together. Um, we're about midway through the year, so I want to talk a little bit about where we are in terms of the market, and also where agents should be with their business, and what they need to do in the second half of the year to make sure that they're on track for their goals, and they're going to have the best year ever. So. To get started, let's talk a little bit about the market. Uh, we're filming this, Market Watch just came out for the May Market Watch, so it's the beginning of June. Uh, what stands out to you as really big and important, Alex? Oh, the biggest uh, challenge we have is, other than one or two small segments of the market, there is no inventory. Right. So it's a huge seller's market with lots of multiple offers and a very difficult time for buyers. Right, so it's a difficult time for buyers. Uh, sales have picked up a lot. Cam, what, where are you seeing the sales really happening? Where are sales on fire? Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. So, um, so the great news is sales were up overall almost 20% for May 2019 versus 2018, so fantastic. Uh, of that, the I'll call it the freehold market, so your detached, semi-detached towns in the 905 were up 26%. So we're back to sort of all where they used to be, the historical yeah. levels. And that represents uh, pretty well, um, all of those three types represents half of the market overall in the GTA. And just detached homes in the 905 represent about a third of the overall market. Right. So, right. so we saw good strength in that market where there had been you know, some softness over the right. last couple of years. Yeah, so interestingly, the volume of sales is back up to a high level. Inventory is pretty low. Price appreciation in terms of uh, overall price appreciation is about three, three and a half percent. But in terms of detached, it's about flat or slightly up. First time it's up a little bit yeah. in a while. How long can that last without prices going back up to, you know, quite a substantial level, three, five, seven percent a year? I think there's, so there's a great opportunity. We've been talking uh, in our market updates about the opportunity for trade up, you know, to trade up from, uh, I'll call it a condo or a town or a semi to a detached. There's a great trade up opportunity still in the market, but they're maybe changed a little bit. So we were looking at York region alone, right? And that right. is where well, there's probably still, you know, three months of supply. So three listings for every sale versus overall two uh, months or two uh, listings for every sale. Right. So there's still an opportunity. There are fewer buyers, a little bit more inventory in that, I'll call it, particularly that detached 905 yeah. market, yeah. right, Alex? And so, um, you know, there's trade opportunities. So Durham's a great affordable area. There's a trade opportunity to go from Durham to York, if that's something that uh, people want to do. Um, it's still an area of opportunity, still, uh, you know, few, uh, fewer uh, buyers, a little less competition for people in that yeah. area. So that's a neat opportunity. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because the buyers that were in, were, were looking in York region uh, over the past few years and ended up buying in Durham. Uh, just because of affordability. Yes. Their prices have kind of gone up and York Region's prices have kind of gone down, down a little bit. Better. So now people yeah. can start moving back, get closer to work and get closer to where they are. What right. Do you think and I that? think it's it, it's all uh, comes down to the stress test. Yes. Um, right. So a lot of homes over 1.2, 1.3 million are challenged to get mortgages right. and qualifications. So the lower priced uh, under that, for the most part, yeah. are, have become more affordable, um, have become more in demand. And I think what we've seen happen 
is that 905 is is less expensive, is more affordable right. than 416. So we've had a lot of people who have, in a sense, been priced out of the market south Coming of Steeles, yes. going a little bit further north, getting yeah. a bigger home, getting bigger lots, and being able to afford it and wanting to get in the market. Right. So I think this shows that there's a huge demand for homes, uh, home ownership. Uh, but the points both of you guys brought up is, is really good, which is that uh, they can now move out from Durham into different areas, or, or not just Durham, but uh, Durham has gone up quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, the condo market has really gone up a lot. I think yes. condos are up 6-7%. From yeah. The start of yeah, the but year. interestingly, the the volume of condos seems to be a little bit softer. I mean, still still mild increases, but it's it's calmed down a little bit. And I think people are realizing that hey, I don't have to look for a condo anymore. I can buy that detached in Durham. I can That's go to right. Peel. Yeah. Other areas like that. But yeah. it's exchanging location. Right. So, um, and it's a normal part. It's almost as the market changes, it's like the body breathing in and out. So the the demand moves out then the prices go up and then right. all of a sudden they go, oh, downtown is yeah. similar, right. let me move downtown. Yeah. So it, it, the, the demand moves in and out right. as, as the prices change. So there, yeah, there's a lot in there. So let's just go back to, from an agent's point of view, uh, we like to give you know, the agents what to tell their clients, but from the agent's point of view of you know, who you can go after, all the people you were moving to York region that ended up buying in Peel or Durham, maybe, maybe move them back Bring them into York Region. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. I don't want to say Peel or Durham, oh, yeah, just sorry. on the yeah. outskirts. On the out, yeah, uh, those That's homes fair. are have uh, appreciated, mm -hmm. and 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 by the way, this uh, so it's time to perhaps if they can, or want to move back in, and the same thing has happened in the luxury market. If anything, the luxury market has been uh, the softest due to uh, the stress test due to the foreign buyers tax definitely and so those people who uh, are looking for a luxury home yes their home for let's say one a million five has gone down but the opportunity to buy for two or for three has also come down right so it's a great opportunity for those people who who can afford to move into a luxury home uh, the difference between uh, their existing place and the new place uh, is very yeah, small. And, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. and that was the point yeah. you were making with, Dur uh, with the outskirts, mm -hmm. where now the price differential is not that much, right. and it's a great opportunity yeah. to, to take yes. advantage of that. And I, and I think that's all combined, capped together with the fact that, contrary to what everyone suggested and, and predicted a couple of years ago, interest rates are now down five-year rates below three percent. Uh, it's unbelievable. It the, shows you the value of predictions yeah, by experts. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. So great. So now that we know that experts can't predict anything, my next. That's why we're is, not experts. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, just just looking forward into summer in the next few months, uh, we had a kind of slow start to the spring. Everything was shifted maybe a month or two later because of weather, because of that. What do you see happening J June, July, August in terms of the market? Um, as you said, usually the three busiest months of the year are April, May, June. June. This year it may be May, June, July. Right. Um, uh, May we had about 10,000 homes, which was decent. Yeah. I think we had, what, 20, 22 days of rain? Yeah. 
Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. Uh, maybe we're in Vancouver and don't know it. <laughs> Um, so I think uh, June and July are going to be big months. Right. So like you've been saying, I think the past couple of months, Alex, I've heard you say, book a vacation in August. Correct. Take some time to relax then. But, but just for the next couple months, the market is, is going to be really hot. Right. I mean, like you said, I've been saying for the next 10 weeks, tell your family good news. I've booked us a cottage for the month of August. Yeah. The bad news is you're not going to see me for the next <laughs> 10 weeks because I'm going to pay for the cottage. Yes. Right. Good. So uh, I think that, that sums up on the market. The last thing is, you know, just to, to hit again on condos. Uh, I think we're seeing rents are still strong. Um, condo sales are still strong. Price appreciation is what's leading all of price appreciation. Um, still a good time for condo uh, owners to move up, just like we yeah. said with the other ones and uh, still a great time to buy investment condos. Um, you're seeing a lot of that happening? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, 10 years ago, we thought downtown condominium prices at $300 a square foot were outrageous. Yes. Then they went to 500 a square right. foot and we thought that's silly. Uh, now they're at 1,000 a square foot and we have some condos uh, being offered at $1,800 a square foot. And the truth of it is, is that immigration into Toronto uh, from outside of Canada is still huge, uh, with 60% of those people coming to Toronto. Um, also, we have uh, other parts of Canada being challenged in their economies. Right. So people are moving to Toronto. And as long as there is this huge demand for, uh, for rental space, uh, we just can't keep up with it. We, we've talked before that in order to keep up with the annual new immigration, we need about 120 condo new units completed every a year. A year. Yeah. And so even, and I believe Toronto right now has the most number of cranes yeah, in the, the world at 98. So that means we're building, let's assume it's 98 towers. Yeah. Well, but we need 120 towers this year alone. Right. Completed. And we're not going to get that. We're not, no. <laughs> so the good news is, I mean, for people, again, going back to detached houses, rental basements are, are becoming big, yeah. a anything like that. And, uh, and the city's trying to now uh, increase their, their rental accommodations, but it's going to take years. It's going to take, take years to But, to but it's it interesting out. what we're also seeing is builders who were going to be building condominiums have now decided they're going to build rental apartments. Right. And part of that is because any uh, new units uh, completed uh, since last November will not be subject to no rent, rent control. control. Right. Yeah. So that this is why all of a sudden the builders are saying, hey, there's a demand. Mm -hmm. Now we can uh, make a, a, a living with rentals and not have problems with rent controls. And now we're seeing builders getting back into the apartment building market. Right, which puts a little bit of upward pressure on condo prices because there are less units available for investors, for, Correct. for end users Correct. as well. Good. So a lot's happening in the market. I think it's got to be more positive than anyone thought at the beginning of the year. Um, there's no problem for agents to, to be able to find business out there uh, if they're looking and working hard. But let's talk about agents that have had a slow start to the year. It's, they're waking up now and they, a minute ago they were saying, I have so much time ahead of me and now they're almost saying it's too late. What do you tell someone to get their head in the game and get them focused saying that this year can still be their best year, 
even though we're almost halfway through it? Yeah, well, it always starts with the goal, right, Jeremy? So, uh, so let's just say they started in uh, you know December last year, January this year, saying they wanted to make a certain amount of money, and, and they're off track now, right? So that's too bad, but you still have 60% of the year left for uh, you know number of units and, and opportunity. So fundamentally, they've got to uh, generate leads through prospecting, right? They've got to do that. They've got to take that seriously. They've got to block the time to do that. And that's where they're off track. You can say that without even having the right. conversation. That's where they're off track. And it starts with repeat and referrals. So all past clients, all friend and family, pick up the phone, give them a call, see how they're doing, right? Um, uh, have a have a have a um, an event for uh, you know the end of June, right? Why don't you pick mm -hmm. up the phone, invite them all to a barbecue in your backyard last week of June, right? And just Great have idea. them in, right? And uh, but that's fundamentally if they're off track. If there's any advice that I'd want to give to a realtor, and Alex can pick up on this as well, is that you're off track because you're not prospecting, you're not blocking your time, you're not holding yourself accountable. So make sure you do that, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. The universe rewards effort. <laughs> if there is no effort, how can you get results? So real estate is really an easy business. Meet people, make friends with them, get them to like you, help them solve their real estate problems, and stay in touch. If you're not meeting people and you're not staying in touch, then right. there's nobody to talk to. <laughs> yeah. so, which means yeah. if they've been having a challenge, it means they haven't been staying in touch with past clients, as you were saying, Ken, yes. nor making new contacts. Right. So the key is prospecting. Uh, the key is meeting people and staying in touch with past clients, just as Cam said. And, and until you, you put in the effort, you're not going to see the results. No, absolutely. Right. So it starts at the top with setting a goal, as you said. Yeah. Um, then getting in touch with people and, and just figuring out what way you're going to get in touch with people. So having a barbecue is a great easy way to reach out and connect with people. Yeah. Midway through the year, CMAs, send them something. There's, there's great news out there. Yes. Just We've got fathers there on the corner. That's true. How about buying some ties, some crazy ties, yeah. ugly ties. Yeah. Ugly ties are great Ugly idea. ties. The other one I've heard this year that's good is measuring tapes. Just go get a, go get a hundred measuring tapes, drop them off at our club. Every, every guy in the Don't house Don't drop them one. off. Yeah. Knock on the Knock door on the and door. deliver so, them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Deliver them. Deliver say them. hi. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. Find an excuse to say hi to the people you know. Right. That's where it starts. Right. Because they forgot. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, many times surveys have been done, and they've been asked, "How did you like? How do you like your agent?" And ninety-five percent of people said, "We loved our agent. We deal with them again." But five years later only 20% use the same agent. Right. And when they were asked why, the answer was, well, we lost touch. So the question is, whose responsibility is it to stay in touch with clients? Mm -hmm. And so there's your answer. Right. So find an excuse to stay in touch, whether it's a party or delivering tapes mm -hmm. or anything. Find an excuse to go meet the people who like you, who have done business with you, and who would love to recommend you but they've forgotten you and your phone number. Yeah, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, agents are told to ask for referrals and you've got to be out there asking for referrals. Then if you've lost touch with someone, it's difficult to start that. Cam, how would you start the conversation? Hey, I haven't been in touch with you in a while. 
do you apologize? Do you what do you do to get back in touch? Uh, absolutely, exactly. yeah. No, you just simply say, "Hey, uh, Jeremy, it's Cam. How are you? I got to apologize. I haven't uh, touched base with you lately. How are you? You know, how how's your family? Uh, what are you doing for the summer?" Um, and by the way, uh, markets changed. Uh, would you like me to come by, give you a new assessment of your house, see what mm -hmm. it is? Uh, how's that sound, right? Or I've got a summer barbecue. I'd love to have you in, uh, see the family. It's on June 20th. Come on. Yeah. Um, lots of different things, but yeah. absolutely apology. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The, the good news is we live in a very fast-paced, hectic life. Yeah. And we're all busy. And so people understand because they've been busy. And the truth of it is they also feel guilty they didn't stay in touch with you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Pick up the phone and go, hey, it's been a few months since we spoke. I, you know, I drove by your house. I thought, wow, I haven't spoken to you in a few months. And then I went, oh, my goodness, it's been two years. <gasps> I'm so sorry. How did that happen? And, and they're going to go, yeah, I know. And just say, how's everything going? Right. Yeah. Just, it, the truth of it, it, it doesn't matter. Just say hello. Just say hello. Just say hello. That's great. So the other challenge I find that a lot of agents have at this time of year, you've been working with a buyer since February. You've had a listing sitting on the market that hasn't sold. You can give all the good market details and info, but what if it just is not happening? So. We're now at the point where you know buyers start to give up. They start to say, well, maybe I'm not going to buy this year. Maybe I'll buy next year. They're, the buyers and sellers are losing a bit of motivation. What are the, some tips to get your buyers and sellers moving to get them to do it this year? Or should you be looking at it as, how can I turn this into another deal? You've got to find a deal out of all the work you've done. Where are you going to find the deal? Sure. Can we thoughts? There's always there's so many opportunities, so many things go through my mind. But let's say you've got a listing that's there that hasn't sold and your seller's expectations aren't in line, so you can't get a price adjustment with them. Okay, so first off, have you knocked all the doors in the neighborhood to say you've got a listing and introduced yourself, right? So right. that's the first thing. And have you sent out a just listed card to be able to follow up and actually have a conversation with them? Um, on the buy side, um, you know, buyers may now be able to afford that couldn't even two months ago, because again, you said mortgage rates, right? Right. You're below 3% on a five-year fixed, and you were about almost 4% uh, three months ago, right? So uh, a great opportunity. Hey, mortgage rates are down. I, I don't know if you saw it in the, in the paper, mm -hmm. but I, I believe you can now afford. Let's look again, right? Let's take a look and, uh, and focus them once again on the search and get them filled with energy. And, uh, and there's always, you know, the market is good, and it's going to improve. And, you know, we're not experts, but uh, mortgage rates are good. You know, prices have come down in a lot of areas. There's going to be more buyers involved. So if you can get them out there now versus later, there'll be fewer competitors. They'll have a longer time to choose, more homes to choose from, and it's not going to get better. So uh, that's another thing yeah, to get right. on the phone and just say, let's let's go out now. I want you to I want you to get your home. I want you to have fewer competitors. Um, and rates are great now. We can do it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, and I think I, I led your the question in a bit different direction, but I think it also at some point there's there's got to be a time where you say, look, this is not worth my time. Sure. sure. So so let's look at the reality. The reality is that not all listings sell, and we know we are in a seller's market, where there in most areas of the city there's less than two listings for every buyer. Right. Anytime uh, a, a, a 
well-priced listing, and I'm hesitating well-priced, uh, a listing priced at market value comes out, there's anywhere from two to 20 offers on it. So there's a huge demand for a market-priced property. Yes. If you have a listing that is not selling, it is obviously above market price because we have a huge demand. Yes. So I would, the first advice I would give to an agent is sit down with the seller and say, let's find out again, why are you selling? Right. Once we sell your place, what are you gonna do? Now, if somebody's gonna sell their place and move into a rental, then that's a different circumstance from somebody who wants to sell a house for a million and move into a million and a half or two million. Right. Two different animals. But if you're moving up, chances are that you're gonna get less for your home than you are currently asking, but there's great opportunities in buying something else. So, like you said, the reality is not all properties will sell, not all buyers will buy, so as an agent, you have to sit down and go, okay, why are we doing this again? And this is the opportunity, and if the sellers go, well, it's a crazy price, but I don't care, then you have your answer, and you have right. to find somebody who cares. As far as buyers are concerned, the same thing. You have to sit down, and if you've been showing them since February, there's a problem, because prices have gone up since February. Right. So they have already, if they wanted to buy a condo and they started looking in February, uh, a condo that was 600,000 is now 630 or 640. So they're losing the market. Right. So the question is, what's holding you back? And if they are just not committed to moving ahead, then you have to find people who are serious. So meet people, get them to like you, help them solve their real estate problems. But sometimes people don't want to solve their problems. Yeah. You know, doctors give pills and people don't take them. Right. Sometimes you just have to let the patients die <laughs> and find another patient yeah. who needs your help. That's good. It, it's so, really important, and sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's really important for our agents to qualify the people they're working with right. too, right? Both and buyers and sellers. And right? requalify yeah. every period of time yeah. when, you know, they should be doing yeah. something, but they're not. Right. There's a problem I'm missing. What's going on? Yes. Let me understand why you're not adjusting. Mm -hmm. So you gotta have that why question. Correct. And, I, and we started with talking about agents who were maybe unmotivated or hadn't made it happen yet this year, starting with the why question. So to wrap things up, uh, we try not to talk too much about the brokerage here, but we're always trying to innovate and grow. You've been doing this for 100, 38 years? <laughs> uh, for 40-something years. Uh, yes, November is going to be 47 years. Wow. And Ooh. I'm only 39. <laughs> why, why focus on growing? What is your why? Why do you, why do you get uh -huh. here? Why do you show up for the podcast? Why do you make it happen? It's, it's a desire to always be the best I can be, to always do better. Um, and there's, and I see lots of need, and I'm just trying to fulfill the need. Never being satisfied with where I am, I Never guess. Never being satisfied. I guess, uh, as, as uh, Richard and I always say, you're either busy being born or you're busy dying. Um, I'm, I'm always looking to be reborn. Uh, we go to conventions, we go to seminars, we're looking for new ideas because we want to be better. We know we can be better. 
We're just searching for a way to be better. And actually, you said it really well at our mastermind training last week, where you were talking to a lot of agents about some innovations and some new tools. And you saw the agents who were, were kind of saying, ah, I can't learn this, it's something right. else. Don't get old. Don't get old. Don't get yes. old. You're getting old if you, if you give up on learning something new. Yeah, if you say new. this is just, you know what, this, I, I can't handle this anymore. It's, right. Uh, it's too far advanced for me, then you're, you're, gonna, you're allowing yourself to get old. Yeah, great. And Cam, what, what's your motivation to keep going, keep growing in, in your real estate business, in your real Very estate Very similar, just slightly different. It's, it's grow, uh, do better, learn, right? It's really what it is. And, and frankly, again, you, you fundamentally you want to help people, you do, right? But it's, it's you grow, you learn, you want to do better. Every day you wake up, you want to you contribute, right? Correct. And, uh, and do better than the day before. And it makes sure. life exciting and interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you wake up wanting to do, to accomplish things as opposed to, I'm gonna well yeah. stay in bed, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Great, so a couple great reasons why. Get your clients to know the reasons why. There's a great market out there. Yeah, indeed. And it's going to be achievable to get whatever you want. But I hope all the agents listening, I hope you connect with your why and you figure out how you're gonna make uh, the second half of 2019 your best year ever. Honestly, the market is there. The buyers are there, the sellers are there. All that's missing is for you to go out and, and make contact with them as Cam pointed out. Great, so wonderful to have you guys again. We'll do it again in a few months. And uh, thanks to everyone who's listening on uh, Podbean and Spotify and Google Play and iTunes. I hope you're getting endorsements for this. And no one's paying me anything for this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Have a great year. All right. From Real Talk with Realtron, I'm Jeremy Polarski. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.